right, Dean, you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Everyone be on your best behavior. No. Everybody, it's another week of the Late Late Capitalism Show. You love us, you hate us, uh, you hate, you want to date us, you want to date us, you hate watch us, you hate fuck us, Ooh. and uh, you hate suck us. <laughs> I hate suck us too. That's when you use teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Only teeth. It turns your penis into like a shaved carrot. <laughs> It's like it's like uh yeah when you need some grated parmesan. Yeah. You ever seen like whittling speed racing? Yeah. <laughs> you do that but it's with your mouth. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. instead of the the lovely sound it's just like the hard chattering of teeth as if you were freezing cold in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the hard chattering of teeth and then someone who plays them like a xylophone. Well, that happens after. Don't you hate it when it's April Fool's Day and your girl pranks you by getting those wind-up teeth and just putting them on your Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> it's just she, the worst. She blindfolds you. She takes you to the bedroom. It's like Angel's secret technique. But yeah, then, then she puts <laughs> your penis between a symbol monkey and just turns it on. Yeah, I've always had that problem. You know, like, oh, my buddy played a prank on me and used his teeth too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Women no that. longer shop at Victoria's Secret, but rather the comedy store. <laughs> That's where they get all their sexy, yeah. sexy get up now. Man, girl, when I get home, you better pull out that whoopee cushion because God damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting gro groucho top tonight. She's going to wear the glasses <laughs> and the nose. I just love it when she sprayed seltzer water in my face. <laughs> Goes, nyuk, 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 nyuk. she gave me a hand job with a joy buzzer. <laughs> that actually does sound pretty yeah, crazy honestly i kind of like the sounds of that it's yeah it's like it's like a custom vibrator it's like a suction vibrator <laughs> i actually uh i broke up with this girl because she had set up this trap where a piano a grand piano was going to fall on my penis and i just thought it was a bridge too far i was like i can't handle this yeah that's it's that good. is like you much. know i'm i'm not one to king shame but i just i couldn't vibe with that yeah last time last time i was propositioned for sex i was like yeah man i'll come right over like it, it, give me a couple minutes i'll I'll head on by Your parents aren't home sick and i started uh walking over and i accidentally i stepped onto a manhole that did a bunch of flips and i went right in there <laughs> and then i looked out to see if it was okay for me to get out and it landed on my head and birds went around yeah, a big lump appeared. Yeah, a big yeah, lump on good. my head. One guy did that. He went all the way to China. He ended up dating a Chinese girl. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and then he they had... played a joke where they put pee-pee in his Coke. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Is that I, racist? That, I'm keeping it in. I think you're okay. fine. You're fine. <laughs> the only other person I've heard say that in the last 700 years is, is Nick a nine-year-old? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty so, much. More or less. 
But yeah, so so we're here, uh, and we're here to discuss the new ongoings. You know, that was a bit of a deep dive into our sex life. You can add that to the lore Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Put it just under Dean's name, though, not the yeah. rest of us, because it's actually just Dean's lore. Kink Collection, the DKC, no longer Donkey Kong Country. I've been trying to get that at least moved off of Wikipedia. I don't think it belongs there. But... Wikipedia? Dean's yeah. on the Star Wars one. He's on Conservapedia. Oh, and he will be. <laughs> like... They put him under the Thought Leaders section. <laughs> but it's Thought like T-H-O-T. I should go back to Conservapedia. I will. Uh, yeah, maybe, dude. Maybe something to revisit for next week. A bit, a uh, bit of Conservapedia. It sounds more insane. Like I'm sure uh, it's probably gotten up updated since I last looked, like two years ago. Oh, dude, there's probably a whole Buzz Lightyear section. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, like I said, regardless of how our sex lives are going, and I know you love the dirty details, we're here to first discuss some local Kingston shenanigans that have been going on lately, such as the old completely innocuous and 100% controversy free, controversy free vanilla milk toast Mm -hmm. art fest, 2022 here in Kingston. Yeah. And no, I'm not talking about the skeleton park art fest. I'm talking about the other event. That's two (laughs) weeks later. That has the same name. (laughs) It would be funny if what we're about to talk about also happened at the skeleton park one, that would be a a perfect synthesis of uh, gentrifying liberals and the Falun Gong. Yeah. I don't know how long it would last, but yes, uh, it would be funny to see a booth there this year. I walked through the scale, not the skeleton park, the actual art fest of Kingston 2022. Mm. And uh, it was really interesting. There was a lot of people around. It was a completely different vibe from skeleton park arts fest, which was like a lot of people from the neighborhood. This was obviously like a lot of tourists and people coming from their boats or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what people do. <laughs> My favorite. And, yeah. Boat people. Uh, they well, call them they, like the sea people yeah, that destroyed Rome. They called them river people. <laughs> they're coming in and they're like, where's the gators? I want anyways. It's uh, not the swamp people. They aren't showing up to this. That would be awesome. Though. <laughs> yeah. I wanted the duck dynasty booth. Yeah. We got all the guys from deadliest catch at art fest. That was, that was, the, that was the controversial affiliation. <laughs> murderers murderers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no so I, I went through and like there was a lot of booths and it was a lot of art and all, things you expect at an art fest that was not the controversial part the controversial part was walking through and seeing um a booth for oh fuck what's it called is it called uh shen yin i'll say okay so oh, shen, there's shen yun which shen is Yung. Yeah, life before I, communism. Basically, like a, a dance art form that is sponsored by this group called the Falun Gong. Yep. And uh, the Falun Gong, as we're going to discuss in a few moments here, has a rather interesting cultural history, not just in China but in the world at broad. Oh, so, yes, definitely. They Wait, had their sorry, artistic. Are we, are, are we not talking about the latest like circus act? thing yes that my grandmother okay yeah 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 what's that organization the falun gong yeah that's the falun gong and shen yun is a subsidiary of that it's a cultural wing in the epoch times we're gonna get into it dean what i i I swear this was like uh like a big like cirque du soleil it is it is it's it's associated with like cirque du soleil or something like no no it's 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 a performance propaganda 
but it is it is not affiliated with Cirque du Soleil. It's just kind of like a similar vibe to us uneducated. And by us, I mean you and me, white people. Yeah, the brown guy in the chat knows what's up. Yeah. Let me explain. I, I go through and I see a booth that says Shenyun. China before communism. China before communism. <laughs> it actually, it didn't say that, but that is what it's called. That's their tagline. That's yeah, on all yeah, the yeah. commercials. But they don't, they don't do that in public places because yeah. they know it would make someone like me irate. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, man, feudalism was cool. <laughs> But they had their booth and there was just this like dainty old man giving out pamphlets, right? And like talking to people as they went by. And the thing about Shenyun is that it's free and anyone can go to it. Mm. And it also has the most advertising of anything <laughs> yeah. ever made. It's everywhere. Um, you especially see po- in, if you're in Toronto. Yeah, I saw posters literally like every street corner. <laughs> Yeah, they line the but fucking streets with if them. If this is free, I'm 100% going to this. <laughs> yeah, you should. I Honestly, sh- it you should. It looks fucking badass. So uh, the thing with Shenyun, and we'll get into why they do this later, is they have a part halfway through that performance where they talk about how awesome Donald Trump was <laughs> yeah. uh, and how good of a job he did to make China not communist anymore. Yeah. Um, they also Thank do things you, like bless the American flag at a Canadian performance about China before communism. Okay, that's actually oh awesome. If they this do that in so the US, cool. that's that's like that sucks shit. But if they do that here, that's pretty yeah, sick. That's like just pledging fealty. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And the whole thing is about like how, you know, communism really bad. Yeah. Uh, and it's, capitalism it's about... is good. Correct. And it does it in the form of dance. What I'm getting from their website is that the, like the, the whole point is that they're showing you like the majesty of like an ancient civilization. Yes. Uh, and all like the beauty and the art that that civilization had before communist dictatorship came and destroyed all semblance of Chinese culture, which there is no more of. Yeah. yeah. True. So uh, the interesting thing about Shenyun is that it is a subsection and a suborganization of a larger organization called the Falun Gong. Mm. Now, Dean, have you ever heard of the Falun Gong? No, that sounds like a Streets of Rage gang to me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like it sounds like it's a, a racist thing. Like I'm just making it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the, Jesse, you've heard of the Falun Gong. Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan. I love anybody that brands themselves to be like outwardly anti-communist because that's always a great sign of, uh, you know, a top-notch organization. They're the Sandinistas for a modern age. So uh, based on their anti-communist stuff and the fact that, you know, they do their show and they say it's about like ancient China and stuff before communism, you would think it's an old organization. No. But it really isn't. (laughs) No. yeah, I, I just had this idea that this company had been around for a long time. No, yeah, like it, like the late 90s. Yeah. Okay, okay no, that makes sense. To me. Yeah. That sounds like what I thought. And then they were headed by a, a cult leader. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually designated as a cult. Isn't it Li Hongji or something? Yeah, yeah. And, and he, you know, would make people give up all their possessions, mm-hmm. uh, become his concubines, things like that. Uh-huh. Very classic stuff. I just want to add one thing to this. Please. We, we heard a lot about another uh, Asian cult that's been in the news because the one of their, their biggest uh, backers and most prominent members got 
capped by a dock worker as uh, <laughs> yeah. which is the reunification basically the reunification church or the moonies which is a korean organization that has massive ties in japan and now we're getting another anti-communist organization but this one is based out of china to talk about which is uh delightful i'm glad that we're getting a chance to spotlight these uh great cultural organizations and their brave bold work Oh yeah, exactly. Um, so the Falun Gong isn't isn't very far off from something like the Moonies. No, it's very similar. <laughs> uh, super predatory, mm-hmm. um, based on a, a literal cult. Uh, and the reason why the Falun Gong hate China so much is not because of communism, but it's because communist government was the government in power when they were outlawed from practicing mm-hmm. in oh, the see. country. So they think. And they truly believe that it is communism that made it so that they can't practice their spirituality, which is giving all of their possessions to one living leader, <laughs> yeah. such as a cult. They truly believe it's it's communism that did it and not necessarily the government of like the early 2000s. And so they have rallied against communism and say that it's it's the worst thing in the world and it's detriment to everything. And, and their whole purpose now moving from obeying the one guy has become to destroy the idea of communism in the world (laughs) is their mission uh, because of how angry they are. Uh, Another fun thing is if you see people, you know, if you go through Chinatown in pretty much any major city and you see people practicing things that look like some, yeah, some similar type of Tai Chi in public, and then they hand you a pamphlet or they just say, we weren't able to practice this in public in our country. Uh, it's because it's Falun Gong propaganda. They were never not allowed to do yoga or Tai Chi in China. That wasn't the case. <laughs> it's because they stood in front of whatever government HQ and tried to focus their energy on the HQ to blow it up. Yeah, you're not tai allowed Chi. to focus your That's energy. That's sweet, though. Yeah. <laughs> Right, well, we got to so, channel in that. I, I'm surprised because, like, in the U.S., like, this is well known. They have a secret cabal of witches that specifically protect the capital and the Supreme Court from <laughs> psychic attacks. I learned this on TikTok last yeah. week. So, yeah. I, and you'd think us living in the Chinese century mm-hmm. uh, that they would be advanced enough to have something similar to, you know, some paltry America loser coven. Yeah. During the January 6th insurrection, I found it really weird to see AOC pull out her big pointy hat and green yeah. makeup. But, you know, now it makes sense that it was it was spiritual defense. Yeah, no, that's sort of that's the only power that the left has. Would you say it was defense against the dark arts? Huh? There you go. <laughs> liberals, liberals are willing to accept this into their <laughs> their mind palace now. That's so true. Um, yeah. Well, well, OK, what if we start a new disinformation campaign where DeSantis speaks parcel tongue? Do you think that would get traction? <laughs> yeah, I've never read any of these books. I'm not going to lie to you, but uh, Say yeah, I, I, I assume so. I mean, what what do you think? Do you think that was going to work? Like if they actually concentrated enough energy, they could blow up the CCP headquarters. <laughs> Incredible things are happening in China. Yeah, like Vegeta against Majin Buu, where he just turns himself to stone by releasing <laughs> all of his energy. It's it's one of those things where I believe that the leader knew he had to believe in his own lie in order for anything to happen. And then it just became a public demonstration that ended up getting suppressed by the government because they were like, Get that hokey shit out of here. 
Yeah, they were doing Y'all the don't cringe. don't cancel the OA dance, but like <laughs> in 1996 with ancient Chinese medicine attached to it. Yeah, and and so they've had this uh, writhing, twitching hate boner for the CCP and communism ever since. And um, their other affiliate is, and surprisingly, was also at the Air Fest. <laughs> The Epoch Times, yeah, everybody. The, ep- the Epic Times. The, one of- the newspaper that ends up in everyone's mailbox, even though they've been told not to do that. Yeah. Uh, the newspaper that's free at pretty much any no frills or any stand <laughs> that they can find. They just throw a bunch of papers on yeah. it to trick you into picking it up rather than the actual paper that you're looking for. Yep. Uh, and then you look at the front page and it's like, Donald Trump killed homophobes. Yeah. And that's actually cool. And uh, the pedophiles are dying now. Yeah. And, and Hillary Clinton taken to Guantanamo Bay and ritualistically executed. It's it's just like that uh, Freedom Eagle Truth website, but yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. 70 trillion Chinese dollars behind it. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. And like that's there's so many of it. Like it seems like everywhere you turn, there's another completely deranged right wing media outlet that has more money than God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but this one, we we can trace where the money's coming from. And that is specifically the people not only who lobby it. So people who have vested interest in China going down and there being a whole propaganda system against it. But also, you know, members of the cult that are just getting fucking leached out of. And so it's similar to Scientology in that way. If Scientology put all of their money into propaganda rather than into buying like private jets and stuff. So that's what the Epoch Times is for. Its whole purpose is to both, you know, destroy China, but also secondhand, just take out anything that sounds like communism from any country ever. And it's all free. There's like, uh, you know, zero cost to it as a consumer. And that's where they get a lot of people in. So this group was there. And they were handing out free newspapers as well at the Art Fest in Kingston. So then people found out about this. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying people who went. Because honestly, when I was there, there really wasn't that many people that seemed to be from Kingston there. No. Almost everyone was a tourist. This was, you know, it was on Canada Day weekend, I'm pretty sure. Canada Day weekend. That's yes. right. Yep. Let's <laughs> get that so, started now. <laughs> and so there was like tons of people from out of town there. And I didn't see many people from Kingston there. But the people of Kingston found out once, you know, Art Fest put out its thank you to our sponsors. Yeah. And they see. Uh, you I've know, got the sponsors like- right here. So top of the list, we just have, you know, Ontario. So the provincial government. Right. Uh, Atkinson Home Hardware, a Kingston staple. OK. Hell yeah. Makes sense. Hell yeah. Uh, Limestone Music. OK, cool. CKWS 96.3, Fresh Radio, The Wig Standard. Okay. Yep. Uh, visit Kingston.ca. Monstrous, but in a different way. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, very prominently displayed in big block letters right at the bottom, the Epoch Times. Hell yeah, let's go. One of these things is not like the others. Like, say what you want about the Epic Times. Like, it is my one-stop shop. Like, it is my go-to source to figure out when, the, when exactly the narwhal is going to bake in. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, they aren't even like they aren't even a Reddit publication. Like, these guys are just like the most fucking boring like dog whistle one. Like, I wish they had something quirky and fun like that. Instead, their articles are like Pennsylvania taxpayers are paying for LGBT pride events. Where you know they're not outright saying it, but there's a very implicit message they want you and tone they want you to take from that. 
Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, this is a classic one. I think this is from the satire section. So are you ready to laugh? Yes. (laughs) Fauci likely to birth his own COVID variant after Pax Lovid. Oh, what? Fauci likely to birth his own COVID variant after Pax Lovid. What's Pax Lovid? I don't know. It's a premium article, so I have to pay to read it. <laughs> That's Pax how they Lovett. get you. They were just, yeah. it sounds like a Dr. Seuss creature. <laughs> yeah. I will not, cannot take this vaccine. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's considered by almost any sane person to be a far-right publication. Um, it dabbles in the idea of propaganda and misinformation. But yeah, they it's, trade a lot of, like, Trump won the election theories, a lot yeah. of, like, QAnon-adjacent stuff, a lot yep. of anti-vax propaganda especially in the early days of the covid kind of pandemic like anything Mm -hmm. coming out of china they were like this is communism's virus communism they were literally saying like the ccp created this virus like they were one of the biggest proponents of the lab theory they were also saying things like the chinese flu which is really funny because they're (laughs) chinese based newspaper but that's mm-hmm. okay just to sum things up for people uh this is one of my favorite excerpts where it's like they are the seventh most followed account on gab the really racist mm. the even more racist form of twitter <laughs> yeah 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 am i allowed to say that they're kind of like the uncle tom of the chinese what like china in general yeah i don't know enough about china and all forms of chinese media no that's shang chi and like legend of the ten rings so oh yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right so so the Epoch Times is, uh, yeah, again, all of these things, very horrible. Uh, Shen Yun, again, just another wing of their propaganda machine. Um, and I literally say propaganda machine. I'm not just saying this like, oh, my God, they're a fascist. I mean, like they actually spend all of <laughs> yeah. their money. To Speaking as a propaganda machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They also, of course, get support from some big name American donors, including mm-hmm. Robert Mercer, who mm-hmm. is one of the guys famously funding stuff like, uh, you know, Breitbart and the Daily Wire and all of these other like conservative uh, online media platforms. So people were obviously very upset that this was getting promoted in the community. And the organizer, who I shall not name because we'll just discuss it as the organization. <laughs> yeah. I imagine Jesse even knows this person probably. I think I, think I do. <laughs> <Pretty sure. laughs> yeah. So this is why we don't say names. Um, but as an organization, they came to the media. I think it was through YGK News. Yeah. Um, and it was reported by Owen Fullerton. But mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, they, they came out and they were asked how they felt about the accusations about Epoch Times, it being a, a it's hateful... It's not an accusation. They're just saying it's like they, they are sponsored by them. Well, they are sponsored by them. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, people were saying, like, you by having them at your event, you're not being an inclusive event. Yeah. Because they're, they're, it's a hateful publication. And so, but their response was <laughs> that... Um, you know, the Epoch Times has been sponsoring us for about 15 years. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, I've got it right here. Artfest Ontario has reviewed its cultural exchange relationships with the Epoch Times. Hell and yeah. And will be no longer including them as a partner. In 2012, Artfest ex- accepted a sponsorship exchange to promote Chinese ballet, dance, and orchestral performances backed by the Epoch Times. So that's the Shen Yun portion. Yeah. At that time, the editorial content of the Epoch Times did not conflict with our values which is not necessarily incorrect no regretfully art fest was unaware of the change in the content over the last few years last few years is very generous i would say from 2016 onward it was very clear what the epoch times was yeah and that's that's been eight years 
Yeah, just oh, six, six years. Six years. <laughs> six years. And you That's can been say like ten years. And they say, "Oh, we didn't run it for two years," but still, even in 2019, it was very yeah. clear what this publication was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To say that you didn't know what the Epoch Times was three years into the reign of Donald Trump, especially when the Epoch Times quadrupled their readership explicitly by like glomming on to Trump, like y- mm-hmm. you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Is there another quote from her? If I remember correctly, there's one more quote from uh, the uh, the organizer. I am looking. That was the main one. It, the, the theme of the event was connections, and they talked about this cultural exchange. Let me see if there's yeah. one in the second article here. Yeah, so the, the cultural exchange aspect is funny because, you know, not only do they not disclose that they're getting paid by the Epoch Times, which we don't know if they are because they haven't disclosed it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say it's like a one-for-one one thing. So it, it makes it almost seem like if you go to Shen Yun, there's going to be an art fest booth <laughs> where, I, where they're like, this is the exchange. <laughs> I sick. show up, I go to Kingston Art Fest booth, uh, I go to Shen Yun in Toronto every single weekend, yeah. and I give people pamphlets to tell them to come to Kingston. Yeah, they're advertising. <laughs> have, have Canadian Burger, number one, at Union, Unity Cocktails. <laughs> that would be yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, here it is. The organizer said that they uh, have a non-political stance, which is ironic, given that they are being sponsored by one of the most political <laughs> publications around. We don't discriminate and we don't suppress any kind of freedom of expression at all, no matter what the medium is, painting, dance, theater, poetry, music or opinion, she said. It has nothing to do with our event when asked about the Epoch Times and their misinformation. People have opinions. There's misinformation everywhere. I read things in every publication that I think is misinformation. <laughs> I'm a moron. I have 13 IQ. I don't think the Epoch <laughs> Times are the only ones who might do that. I think they feel they do to the due diligence, she continued. There's no monetary exchange. They don't get any money. The exchange is that they help promote the show because they have a huge following, like a huge audience. And so they let people know about the event. They do promote art and culture in a big way. Yep. I appreciate the candidness. There's not many organizers I know who would just admit to being an, a moron. With God, she, she keeps going. From my perspective, it was a small group of people that are targeting the Epoch Times to try and stop them from being in events. So mm-hmm. true. Wow. This is so fucking true. This lady who, yeah, like I, I can see a very clear vision of her in my mind. Yeah. Absolute moron. Uh, disgusting. I, I love like we've gone from like 2016, like complete panic in all liberal spheres about the idea of fake news disinformation like russian bots yada 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 and this person who i imagine like running an arts festival is probably pretty liberal now like the the meter on this the dial on this has changed to the point where you know your average liberal in like a moderately sized city is just like well different disinformation's everywhere like what am i gonna do (laughs) you know my my favorite part about that is so she originally says that she looked over the articles once when she first signed on (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah 2012 so she looked it over and she was like "Eh, it's fine and then now she says, eh, but yeah, like uh, excusing their misinformation by saying like there's misinformation everywhere without having have read any of their articles <laughs> to know what in- misinformation she's talking about. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it must be similar to like, you know, there being a little bit of bias on CTV or global news. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now what are you taught? You can't have both. Yeah. You can't excuse their misinformation and also admit to not having read their shit. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like it could have been the most egregious thing. Like it could have been like that Freedom Eagle, whatever the yeah. fuck. They could have said the organizer of this event is a QAnon pedophile. Like yeah. for all she knows, and they, they probably will. Now that they've yeah. canceled their their affiliation with uh, Shen Yun, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's local Kingston you. organizer has molested and mutilated three hundred million children. Clone replaced Kingston <laughs> Arts Fest organizer. Yeah, don't take the horse medicine to solve COVID. <laughs> Yeah, yes, it, it I is. hope they post that on the Epoch Times website. That'd be cool. I hope they dox the organizer now. <laughs> <laughs> we will have our revenge. Kingston we'll Art Fest. IP address. It's going to be like uh, the Red Dawn remake. We're gonna Kingston's going to get invaded by Chinese forces and <laughs> and completely taken over because we've we've dared to disgrace the great name of Shen Yun. Inshallah. Yeah. So they've they've canceled their partnership. There there's no partnership going on anymore. And, you know, about 100 people signed a petition and that's all it took. Yeah. This lady folded, man. If you're going to, yeah. like, affiliate with this group, you need to have the double down and the follow. Sorry, through. voting works. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I hope she runs for mayor. <laughs> I hope the organizer is just like, all right, now it's time to use that Falun Gong money to take over this city. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sick. We're announcing uh, our one homeless person policy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, that's that's it for that story, folks. The tale yeah. of two cities. I think there's there's a way to fix all of this, is which is uh, as you were saying with the cultural exchange, we just have to send some of our best and brightest to Beijing uh, oh. or what have you, and tell them about the horrors of capitalism. You're right, right. Uh, and we'll we'll be on the street. We'll be doing our own cultural export, our great historical legacy, mm -hmm. which is naturally podcasting. Oh, uh, oh okay. And yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll just be on the street with our mics mm -hmm. and we'll be just doing the show, basically. Yeah. Uh in Beijing. Uh I imagine we're gonna get a ton of sponsor money for oh, this. Yeah, we'll get way better. Yeah. Our demos in Beijing will oh my pop God. Yeah. off. The, the CCP is gonna make it mandatory to listen to the podcast and we're gonna have yeah. to like find three Chinese people to dub us over so that the people <laughs> in the country <laughs> it's just like you you hear like the normal Chinese and then one of them will just say like uh we'll do like the jordan peterson impression it's gonna be like lost <laughs> along cultural lines <laughs> but it'll be more beautiful that way like all the stuff yeah. about dragons will actually make sense when translated into mandarin yeah no it'll be like poetry <laughs> yeah much more I'm excited. beautiful reading it in the original in the original yeah. context and we can finally get what i've been craving for so long which is a predominantly male listener base which that would be great true. so true yeah there's so many you know like childless wifeless loser chinese guys mm -hmm. that and we can corner that market yeah definitely yeah they're, yeah, gonna, yeah they're gonna play our show like in the factories where they gut fish like that's all that's gonna be on yeah. the speaker and you have to listen to us eight hours a day <laughs> we can definitely get some people to do some john lennon style assassinations just based off of that alone i think in, instead of the falun gong we we pivot our, we do a name change because it's a cultural exchange mm. so we have to we have to exchange our name and uh we are now the falling dong oh guys like that's, that yeah, yeah that's pretty smart I, I just googled fall guys dong and I, I got lots of very inappropriate pictures so i think we might have to go with a different <laughs> <laughs> different name <laughs> that's okay we'll we'll work out the kinks when we get there folks yeah again that's that's the end of that story yeah 
epic times we're living in. That's all there is to say. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking epic, dude. It's, awesome. it's, hard, it's hard being Epoch in a world of fail. <laughs> uh dean i think you have something i do important I, you want to share with us i went digging into the annals of the national post op-ed column as i am wont to do and i found one a, a lot of the op-eds i've been finding nowadays they have like such an electric title and then they they never live up to the promise mm. of this title. But we're, we're going to try this one anyway. This is by Chris Selly, who does not have a Wikipedia page, so I don't know anything about him. All right. Because I was not going to do any more research than that. <laughs> uh, and our title is, Like Uber, but for Canada's stifling wi- wireless, dairy, and airline industries. What, together? <laughs> so it, Wait, like Uber for like, planes? It's like Uber for drones that give milk to people? Yeah, well, let's let's get into this. There's not much to like about the company, but you can't deny the useful panic it inspired in the taxi industry. He goes on to talk about, I don't know if you guys saw the, the quote-unquote Uber files that really didn't make much of a splash at all in the media. I guess like it was sort of overshadowed by Roe and other things going was on. That, was that that Uber's losing money? No, it was just uh, a lot of leaked documents, like sort of private email exchanges between executives that explicitly lay out the thing that everyone was saying they were they were doing, which is basically doing every crooked play in the book, manipulating local and state and even federal governments oh, uh, yes. to uh, destroy the, the taxi lobby and make basically with the idea of making it impossible to run a taxi company so Uber can completely dominate that market and then jack up the prices, which is exactly what they're doing. Right, uh, right. And then eventually moving from their you know gig working laborers to driverless cars entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the plan and that all of these documents explicitly lay out that plan. And uh, no one really gave a shit because they it's you know, they've already done it <laughs> like they're yeah. Like there are taxi companies are still around, but they are mortally wounded Mm -hmm. over the last decade of Uber piloting around. So he's like, yeah, that happened and that's bad. But let's look at like some of the benefit and like how interesting this is, because like Uber sort of beat taxi companies at their own game. And he lays out all of uh, his own pet complaints about the taxi industry, mainly that Toronto taxis. They take a long time to, to get you <laughs> well, anywhere. Yeah, uh, okay. That that's a they, traffic issue, but yeah, exactly. That's that's a, fa- a car reliant city issue. But like, oh, the debit machines never worked. Uh, a lot of like pet issues. Uh, he does like have a couple of actual ones, uh, which is that uh, t- Toronto taxi drivers would refuse to accept short fares, which I'm sure is a thing that happens all like in yeah, all sorts everywhere. of different cities. Yeah and ain't great but he also says black and indigenous torontonians having trouble with cabbies uh being like racist or not wanting to give them rides uh which is definitely a thing Mm -hmm. but it's also definitely a thing in uber for sure but uh the other way around in that there are these you know immigrant asian or black or what have you uber drivers Mm -hmm. who are berated by customers yeah you know like the all of these issues that he's naming that the taxi companies have there's nothing stopping like uber still has all of these problems wait i i have a i have a thought yeah okay this is this is a thought problem because i am a thought leader yeah and um okay so 
with taxis, only one person is discriminated against, and that is the person getting picked up. Yeah. Okay. With Uber, they're both getting discriminated against because people are choosing who they want to be their driver, and the driver may be choosing who they want to pick up, right? Yeah. Okay. Is that double jeopardy? And then do they both have to pick up each other? <laughs> Should be. Like, if, it, if you put in, like, I don't want to hop in this cab because I'm a racist, and then the, the taxi driver's like, oh, I don't want to pick this person up because I'm a racist, they should have to pick each other up. I, it should I agree. be mandatory. I, I feel like there is so much, again, atomization, compartmentalization in our culture right now. And I think it's pretty useful to, you know, a blind date with a taxi driver. You know, you yeah. call up, you, whoever picks you up, picks you up. And then you're just stuck in a car with another person in your city yeah. uh, who then, more often than not has like, no offense to taxi drivers, I love you, the most insane opinions and like will say uh, like completely off color shit constantly. That's why I get in a cab. Taxi drivers were kind of like Twitter before Twitter in yes. that it was an outlet for people to have hot takes. Yes, you could just say whatever and then like you would like never see the guy again after 10 minutes. Yeah, and like that was, that's perfect. We need a lot more of that, I think. But anyway, this guy disagrees. He goes on again. He waxes poetic about all the shortcomings of taxis and how Uber really, uh, you know, stuck it to these taxi industries that were fucking over consumers. So then he's like, OK, yeah, like Uber, again, they play rough. They play dirty. Maybe that's distasteful, but you can't you have to admit everything is much better now when it comes to transportation, which I, I don't know if I 100 percent agree with. But he's like, oh, like nowadays, uh, surge pricing, we like before we thought it was like really evil and predatory, but now no one gives a shit. See, like you get used to stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, I, that's I a good idea. That's necessarily even what it is. It's like I remember the time he's talking about when people got upset about surge pricing. And that was during remember, like the early days of Trump's first term uh, when they had like the immigrant ban and that it was like Uber drive, like basically taxi drivers refused to operate in solidarity for the people that were being banned from the country. So Uber then turned on surge pricing as being the only people that were driving cars. And mm -hmm. that's what people got mad about. Not that surge pricing existed, but that it was used specifically to make as much money as possible during like a humanitarian crisis. Yeah, though I, I do, I, I must say though, I do remember all of the discussions of Uber coming out and people steering you away from it because of the fact that if it's a busy night, your trip would cost more versus getting a taxi, which would be consistently just based on the distance. Yeah, I, I do remember that. I, I remember both of these instances and both of them came up and people were just, pretty livid about even the idea that you could yeah. just turn it on for whatever reason and who can forget earlier this year when there was that shooting at the new york city subway <laughs> uber jacked up the surge prices to leave that subway yeah. uh essentially capitalizing on tragedy they do it That's every time fucked up yeah and like the ceo travis kalanick he's a big trump guy i remember him also being like me too like it's a great company uber flawless work guys we should emulate the company everybody hates with the diddler founder i think this is i think this startup has got a bright future i agree i agree yes exactly so the argument finally that he gets to is we could use this sort of disruption in other industries in order to, quote, drag them out of the gutter and make them have to compete once more for the affections of consumers. So he goes on uh, to talk about 
the terrible airline industry, mm. uh, which has you know been wreaking havoc in the states. To which I say, good. The more canceled flights, the better. Yeah, absolutely. The, these small cabals of like three or four airline companies just raking consumers oh. over the coals is terrible. Uh, our heavily protected telecoms industry that also, you know, there's two or three of them. Uh, Rogers famously <laughs> went down last Friday and disrupted like how many millions of people, millions of yeah. people's lives. Uh, and we'll face no repercussions for doing that. And it wasn't like, oh, we were hacked. It's like, no, just something, a, a routine upgrade. We just fucked it up so bad. It's like, that's yeah, actually no. worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. The one thing you're supposed to do, you fucking couldn't do. Yeah, just they had t one too many gigabytes of inflation porn on their main <laughs> server, and it just brought everything down. I wish that was it. Actually, what it was, it was a, it was a raid on the server farms conducted by <laughs> white hat Trump allies <laughs> right. to cripple right. the telecommunications network that was spreading disinformation. Yeah, so fucking true. Nothing you can do about that, really. Uh, the server fired raid uh, that. Oh, amazing stuff. So he brings up our, again, the protected airline industry, heavily protected telecommunications industry, and the dairy industry, which is more or less completely subsidized by the federal government. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It'd be like bringing up the oil companies or something. And it's Well, like, no, he interestingly doesn't bring up the oil companies. What? I, I don't Ooh. know why. Is he a lib? I, uh, Is he a fucking lib? Libtard. <laughs> but, Sorry. uh... So, <laughs> don't mean to offend you so he's like okay well we need an uber type counterpart company to these industries uh in order to make them consumer friendly again mm -hmm. just like it disrupted the taxi industry okay cool what would that look like that's where the article ends right. uh he has no like no information at all whatsoever as to what that would look like so i'm going to turn it to you boys telecommunications airplanes and the dairy industry you have to turn that into, into a gig economy uber style company what are you what are you doing okay can i take telecom you take yeah, telecom jesse takes airplane okay <laughs> i'll do dairy okay i'm gonna take telecom you know the thing about telecom is mm -hmm. that there isn't if i want to find porn mm -hmm. yeah right As I, I have to go on a website type it in find free stuff pay for only fans mm -hmm. now what if i guess only fans already is gig economy porn wow makes you think eh but how can you turn freecumshot.ca into a gig right what if the you know the 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 tubes you know the tunnels Yes, I'm familiar that with that. Bring us the internet. The oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, we have like little people uh -huh. that if I want to look up porn, they just kind of bring it to me. Okay. What if you want to look up little person porn? Do they have to get naked then? No, we would never put our workers through that. But if okay. they wanted to have a side job, they totally <laughs> yeah. could. But if they, to them. if they consented, I certainly wouldn't mind. Yeah, I'm, I, dude, I don't CEO their personal lives, okay? Yeah. I don't see I just, height. I, I, <laughs> I don't see height. Um, and yeah, so they just show up with like a printout of porn for you, and then uh, you pay them like $5, and mm -hmm. then they go back in their little hole. Okay, so... Yeah, okay, I like that. Just a logistical question. Like, you know how you, you have your landline, and that's just a little, a little plug in the wall. Would yeah. you have to then like create a little person-sized hole in your house for them to travel through the tube to? Yeah, in, okay. in each of the holes where the landline would go. Okay, so like, nice. you know, you would have like, say, in my dainty apartment, I think we have three or four like uh, Ethernet 
ports. Mm-hmm. So each of those would turn into like a hobbit, a, a, like a four foot tall doorway. Yeah. Oh wow, these people are bigger than I thought. Well, how little well, do you little think little people, people are? Yeah. Okay. I'm so I I just thought like in my head the dark web would be like the secret world of Arietti. <laughs> oh. Well, that's the fun thing is you get to also visit the internet. Oh. So like if you want to get your kid like exposed to everything all at once to desensitize them, yeah. you just huck them in the internet. Wow. So they can see like two girls, one cup, two guys, one hammer, like all in the span of like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. In their brain. You might not even get them back. Wow. That's what so you're describing is. the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. describing with meta, metal people. Meta yeah. mold people. Okay. And they're all really dirty. Like they're yeah, like they've been course. mining all yeah, day. Yeah, they, they look like Virginia coal children. <laughs> okay. So yeah, just yeah. hobbits chimney sweeps. that bring you pornography. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. they're children, and you think no, it's weird, but you're no, like, hey, no, man, no. they got to do a job. Sometimes they oh, are not like, children. <laughs> everybody <laughs> has to work. No, you know? children are not bringing you pornography. Sometimes everyone's got a job. No. You know, in this economy, everyone's <laughs> no, got to work. Oh, they don't. <laughs> not in that field. <laughs> there are no children bringing Chancellor pornography. <laughs> nor is he oh, bringing it not to Not yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're talking about a utopia. Yeah. Jesse, that's yeah. the We're utopia. I'm a dreamer, libertarian utopia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesse, what do you got? What do you? What's your pick on gigifying one of these uh, economies? Airlines. Yeah, man. Yeah, sure. So we all know that becoming a pilot is very difficult, right? Like you have to go to school for it. You have to get like ten thousand hours of flights to be certified as a pilot. But it didn't always used to be that difficult, right? So mm-hmm. true. Used to be, you could just go to a flight school and say Florida, and uh-huh. you could sign up for like four weeks of lessons, and you could tell them like, "Look, this is what I'm looking for." So what I want to do is streamline the process of enrolling to become a pilot. I'm going to make an app. Nice. I'm going to call it Myler. So M I L R. You know, cool. mm-hmm. after my favorite app in the world, Grinder. And right. What it'll basically do is it'll allow you to uh, both remotely so you can watch videos about how to fly and then Uh schedule in-person lessons. And you can set like a little slider where it's like, oh, what do you want to learn today? It's like, I want to learn how to take off. Okay, great. You learn how to take off. I want to learn how to uh, roll the plane 180 degrees to change its chartered course. Okay, Mm -hmm. you can learn how to change the plane's chartered course. Uh, I want to learn how to turn on the PA system to tell the passengers that everything is okay, but accidentally call air traffic control. Okay, well, you you can do that. There's a course that'll allow you to do that. Uh, But then when you get to the very last thing, and this is a paid service, so this is where the the monetary value comes in. I want to learn how to land the plane. And, <laughs> that's smart. Ooh, yeah. That's very smart. I like they that. They hit them with the paywall. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you right now, uh, I've had a soft startup for this app that I just created. I've been advertising a lot, mostly in Saudi Arabia, and I've got a lot of very interested parties. <laughs> that's very cool. Let me tell you, the amount of flights they are booking from uh, Boston to Los Angeles or San Francisco to New York are uh, going through the roof. So I'm not only providing people with the skills they need to live their dreams. Mm-hmm. And to create a new utopia in which the great Satan has been fully vanquished. But I'm actually helping the airline industry as well. So, that, oh, my God, yeah. I think there, there's a lot of potential here. I'm I'm just, you know, I'm envisioning I'm seeing on my cork board. We need a Duolingo style owl friend who could remind you to take your lessons. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
maybe I don't know what kind of animal uh, best re- represents flight. Uh, maybe like an axolotl. Uh, yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Axolotls kind of like glide through yeah, the water. Yeah, anything but an owl. Yeah, would make sense. Bring, no. Remember, you only have 18 days before the great mission. Make sure you brush <laughs> up on your right turns. <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> I'm thinking a la Bitcoin. I'm always we need a la uh, <laughs> a la Bitcoin. A la Bitcoin. Now we're talking. That's, that's that's how you actually pay for the premium service. That's right. Allah. <laughs> but we need a massive celebrity uh to endorse this product and Ooh. get people on board. And mm. I'm thinking if we do a masterclass style Tom Cruise like special lesson plan mm. where he tells you how to fly supersonic speed yeah, uh, he teaches you how to, you know, make googly eyes at the guy flying right beside you, or the stewardess, or the stewardess. Yeah, uh, you could get Fox McCloud in there to teach you how to do a barrel roll. Like, I feel like the possibilities here are fairly endless. You know we'll what? get uh, Dana Carvey to do his George W. Bush impression, and we're set. Like, that's yeah. the perfect celebrity to advertise my yeah. app. The, the the Top Gun idea is good, but I think it might get dated. Uh, so okay. I, I have another suggestion. There yeah. was one man who was really prolific, um, not necessarily flying, but understanding the routes of private jets. Uh, sadly, <laughs> sadly, <laughs> no that man is us. gone. Yeah, yeah but, we need someone from the logistical but, angle. But You're yeah, right. th- but but thankfully, his assistant who, you know, might even understand better than yeah. Him, has is, a lot of free time now. And is very much alive. And she's a smoke show. <laughs> that is true. I, and like, you know what? The, you know how you can get like premium points for flying? You can like end up in like the yeah. captain's club. If, right, you, yeah. if you use our app a whole bunch, uh, you eventually get to give her a foot massage. That's the that's and that her that's is the big prize. Of course, Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, in case naturally. you didn't taste. Yeah, if you were you didn't pick it up, we're putting down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we definitely like. There's one lesson plan missing here, which is we need uh, to teach these people what to do in case Mark Wahlberg is on, on the flight. The oh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah no, because that could be a major hiccup. Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually part of the advanced like master class training module where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you've mastered the basics. Now, what do you do when? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg is on the plane. Yeah, it's called it's called terrorist terrorism. Yeah, and uh, it's about Mark and his horrible attacks on the good old boys just yeah. try, trying to fly their I, planes. I, I hate to say this, but I think the the best solution is to just put up a line of Vietnamese men in front of you <laughs> as a sort of human shield. I'll tear through each and every one of them. <laughs> Mark, you're not even, even on the plane takes, yet. Even if it takes the whole he's flight. Ranking up Dante's Inferno style combos. Yeah. He's 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 air juggling, yeah, like all these poor old men. It's, and you know what? The, this is an app that has already undergone a great deal of like feedback and transformation. Because originally we were gonna call it because it's urgent that you learn how to fly 911 airlines but then we were reminded of that <laughs> that tragedy so right. yeah we, yeah we had to switch it up <laughs> yeah that would have been bad oh i wish God. and you know what if norm mcdonald was still alive he actually would be the spokesperson because uh, it's so true nobody can sell a product like the great one why don't we call it uh oh wait dean uh, has, have you done yours have we gone through all of them no no, no i, I didn't still have so. my wait, pitch i had a name okay. idea okay oh, we sorry, wanted I to thought... call it myler what are you thinking yeah. i was thinking soul plane soul plane <laughs> <laughs> why is that um i don't know 
It was just a good idea. Okay. Like, you know, we can have some sassy people on the... What kind of people? What What makes them sassy? Yeah. Just their demeanor. Okay. How are they uh-huh. acting? How are they, how they were raised? Could you, like, what, what's something that they would say and how exactly would they say it? Yeah. They'd be as specific as possible. They'd be like... Yeah. You're hanging out on my soul plane. Wow. All right. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to do... Chance just does a Chinese accent for it. <laughs> throws off the case. <laughs> okay. No, I appreciated the commitment. There. Thank you. Uh, Dino, what is your gig economy? Yes. So we're looking to gigify all of these terrible industries that have a stranglehold on you, the consumer. That is your primary identity. How do we do that with the dairy industry? Now, on its face, that might sound like more or less the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Dairy industry, having a dairy farm requires a massive amount of investment. You can't just get anyone off the street to you know, pick up a shovel and shovel maneuver, manure or milk a cow for a couple hours and then go on with their day. That, yeah, feasibly, it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard. They have to be certified. However, Here's what we do. We don't gigify the actual operation, the industrial scale dairy farms. Instead, we gigify the cows. Mm. We get the cows to have a hustle grind set. Ooh, a side job. No, we get them because like right now the cows, they're lazy. They're fat. They just oh. lay around. They, they don't, you know, no one wants to work anymore. And that includes cattle. And we're going to address that by, uh, as they, I've seen them do, in indonesia i believe uh we're right. going to strap vr headsets to their faces oh okay. uh, in order to put them in a cow matrix and in doing so we can present them with sort of gamifying side quests you know like a mcdonald's rewards points thing uh, mm-hmm. that gets you to go to your favorite restaurant yeah um we can get them to uh get rewards and like maybe they're playing like a uh, legend of zelda or like a big map yes okay because th- we also need to socialize the cows yeah and get them to compete with each other so they're so watching it's a, porn. It's, a, it's a cow mmo oh, that they're oh. playing You're right uh, and they grind m-m-o-o-o-o <laughs> that's, that's right <laughs> that's fucking funny that's so dumb no that was great oh my god that's, that goes, yeah, no, that that's goes in the annals is one of the best <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good um, yeah so they they have to grind uh mobs by eating really fatty food uh and by of course having as many calves as possible which they will never see again because they will immediately be put into their own cow mutrix. And I, I feel like this, uh, we can really boost productivity uh, because, you know, like I've done a lot of reading on this and one of the primary, like basically we've maximized the amount of milk that we can get out of any cow physically, but, uh, you know, a happier, more f- socially fulfilled cow will produce more milk. And we can simulate that using this technology. You know, I I agree. And uh, we should also use that for um, milking human cows. Oh, yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So we we put headsets on buxom women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
do you want me you want me to yeah, yeah. no we can get abby <laughs> shapiro and we can sh like give her like she can play koki cooking mama mm -hmm. uh koki mama Ko koki koki man yeah. um, she would she would lose at cooking mama she would make the most disgusting meals of all time that's true mama would be pissed. she i just know she doesn't have the reflex time no. and it's just too bad it's because her milkers are in the way yeah. <laughs> they she literally she needs her hands to hold them or else like she will face plant into the earth she Anyways, has the most powerful forearms in human history. <laughs> I think if we if we gigify the moo moo economy, then we can also gigify the mommy milkies economy. Yeah, easily. yeah, that's that's definitely something down the pipeline. That's step two for us for sure. We we keep the same. We use the same equipment. We <laughs> just make more of it. Yeah, women love being treated like cattle. Yeah, well they are. Yeah, <laughs> well. <laughs> That is certainly one opinion. Yeah, I can't believe we got Clarence Thomas on the pod. <laughs> what a big get for us! Chance, yeah. uh, his voice, face clown. Yeah, <laughs> that's what George Sakai called him. Oh, wait, George really? George Sakai called him a black-faced clown. That's so cool. I will be declaring Clarence Thomas is an N-word. <laughs> 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 uh, oh liberals are awesome if you're a liberal thank you for i listening. don't i don't want to say it but he is <laughs> making, making me say, me it. say it remember right. who fought for your rights <laughs> <laughs> it was i george takei <laughs> oh a hero Man, alive Man. yeah so listeners please let us know who you think had the best idea to disrupt uh again the evil industries that uh, are making it harder for you to buy things. Yeah, the inflation yeah. is through the roof, and the only way to stop it is to inflate the udders and milkers of everyone in Dean's industry, so that we can afford all the all the milk we need, all the milk we want for yes, us. All the boys. delicious, delicious milk. Mm. I'm the only one worried about the fluids on this show anymore. Yeah, that's no one so else true. is talking about the fluids. You know what? I was all about humors a few weeks back, and mm -hmm. then I had to give that up. And you're right. You're you've been the fluid man. Yeah, ever I've been since. carrying the torch on fluids. Yeah. for a while. The torch is really wet and doesn't really it's not lit but yeah, yeah. chance has a particularly bilious humor today which is I he's, do, he's I been do. phlegmatic and clammy which is why he was saying weird stuff earlier <laughs> that's, so. that's, that's what right. that's what's added to my spiteful tongue yeah my, and, and him, my bilious <laughs> yes, humors yeah. talking about His little blood people is too hot children bringing him disgusting pornography so hey, dude. if We're the judge a, is hey. listening to this he is not criminally responsible Jesse, I just gotta say, sex work is real work, and I don't like it that you're yes. uh, discriminating against and workers chance, right now. Much like with real work, children should not be involved with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here, folks. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.